Dear friend, I hear you asking, why is it so hard to give up your children's clothing? Well, it was hard for me too. It's because our babies at that stage and those sizes, we have so many memories, their smell changes, their smiles changing, their laughs are changing. Every part of our babies are changing in each size and each season of life. And they're growing up so fast. And when we look at those clothes, we have memories attached to them. Those memories remind us of how precious they were at that, si- that size, in those, in those outfits, what we did in those outfits. That is why it is so hard to give up your children's clothing. Because it is attached to emotions and memories and missing that little baby that they used to be. The way that I have found to make it a lot easier and a lot happier to get rid of our children's clothing is to share it with someone who we are going to watch their children wearing those clothing. Maybe a neighbor, maybe a a family member, little cousins, nieces and nephews, um, and find someone, just someone that you can share those clothing pieces with. And a lot of times... I would divide up what clothing pieces that I had for my kids, depending on the style that that family had. So I could share it with multiple people, friends, family, cousins, um, all of the people that I loved and cared for. And some of the dresses and little outfits that were my favorites, I got to watch on three, sometimes four different little children as they grew up. And every once in a while, something would get passed back to me that had belonged to another child. And that was so precious. So that has helped with me. It definitely has helped a lot of my clients to share with neighbors, friends, kids from school, um, different families from church, or just knowing that they are being such a blessing to share with maybe a foster family. I know that I shared with a foster community group at a local church that collected clothing and toys and baby items, children's items, and divided it all up into size categories and age ranges for the toys at the local church. And then they would share and have an opportunity for foster families to, or to send a a bag of clothing for a child that had come into their family um, suddenly and didn't have specific items that they needed. They could go and quickly grab stuff that they had what they needed. And that was such a blessing. And I knew that it was going to continue to bless other people. So those are my top recommendations for how to, how to part with those memories of those babies. And then the other thing is as we are going through those, and if we feel like we're not ready to get rid of them, We're not ready to part with them or share them with someone else in this moment. Uh, you got to ask yourself, why? Is it because you felt like you wanted to have another child? Is it because you had, um, I don't know, maybe you had some health problems or maybe it's, um, maybe you had some memories attached that were both happy and sad. And those clothing pieces are feeling like you're still holding on to that little bit. Well, I can promise you that letting go of the past will help you be more present in your life. It will give you more space and more freedom to be who you are called to be in your life right now. 
if you let go of those items that are holding you in the past. Maybe you really wanted another child and your husband didn't, and so you were holding on to those with hopes that you could maybe have another baby. And then a few years went by and you realized that it would really disrupt your family to have another baby, or maybe it just wasn't the right thing, or maybe it just never happened. Or maybe you went through a big season of loss and now you're here with all of these things. And so pulling these clothing items out, um, remembering those special times are going to be hard. It's going to be emotional. But if you're thinking about being a positive influence for someone else, it can change your thoughts and it can maybe help someone else to be a better person and to have something that they can't afford to have. I know so many of my precious friends and clients have had amazing quality items that they were able, you know, maybe they held on to them far longer than they should have. But then when they finally were able to pass them on, it sure did make their friends and family smile. Their neighbors were so happy and felt so blessed to be able to collect those items and to have those special pieces for their family, for their child, for their grandchild, whatever it was. And it does make a difference in the community. I know I've been one of those people that didn't want to spend the money to purchase a specific brand of clothing for my children or myself or whatever. And so when someone would share that with me, it really would be treasured for that season of life. And it would be used and loved and appreciated. And I would think and pray and, you know, pray blessings for that person who shared that with me in that season. Like I would pray that every time I wore it. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this friend who shared this with me. So maybe you need a little extra prayer in your life and sharing and blessing others can help you get a little more prayer in your life, right? What can you do to be a blessing to someone else? I know one of the other things that I was thinking about was with um, the story of Ruth that our church has been sharing uh, this month is the story of Ruth and Ruth in the Bible. I don't know if you remember or if you've heard the Bible story, but Ruth was the daughter-in-law of a Jewish woman named Naomi. And Naomi and her family, her husband and their two sons, moved from the country that they had grown up in, that they had lived in, that they were, um, you know, their town. They moved away and they went to a city during a famine. That's why they moved away. It was a famine in the land. And so they moved away and they went to live in Moab and Moab was not a friend of the Israelites. It was not a friend of the Jews. They were enemies. They were um, not holy people. They had lots of other gods. And so moving there was definitely not what you would see God asking them to do in most cases. And I don't really know, I don't really remember right now, but the the specifics behind why they moved other than there was a famine. But the whole point of it is that while they were there, they left and they had plenty. They were very well off when they moved to Moab. Naomi and her sons and her husband. And then 10 years later, her husband had passed her boys had gotten married, her sons had married Moabite women, and then the, her sons had passed away. So she had these two daughter-in-laws, and 
she decided that they were going to go. She was going to go back to her home country. And the daughter-in-laws wanted to go with her because they loved her. They truly loved her and they loved her God. And during that time, she tried to persuade them not to, but she had lost everything. She left with plenty and had gone through not only the loss of her husband, but also the loss of her two sons. And now she had these two daughter-in-laws that didn't have any children and that were, you know, in poverty. I, you know, they had lost everything. So they were, you know, they were really desperate at this point. So that's why she decided to move back to her home country, which was quite far away and traveling alone as a woman or three women together wasn't ideal. It was very dangerous. And so she tried to persuade her daughter-in-laws to stay because she wasn't sure she would even make it to her home country, but she had to try. Well, one of her daughter-in-laws, Orpa, decided to leave um, and stay with her, you know, stay in her own country. And her second daughter-in-law, Ruth, decided she would go with her. And then Naomi, the mother-in-law, had a relative and they could um, claim the family that it was like pay off their debts or something like that, that they could, um, they had first rights to the family. And so she went to see who in her family would um, be able to claim them basically as the widow and um, daughter-in-law. And they found one very wealthy relative, and he um, he ended up taking Ruth as his wife, and it was a beautiful story, and Ruth ended up being one of the great-grandmothers of King David in the Bible. So she has a direct lineage to Jesus, so that's really cool that she would take, that God would take this woman who was from a land of the Moabites that had so many other gods and that Naomi, that she would go from having plenty to having nothing and then have to come back just in 10 years to come back to her hometown with nothing and going with plenty and losing your husband and your two children and having a daughter-in-law to take care of now the weight of those responsibilities and the grief and the loss and the hardships that go on a person that doesn't hide from your appearance. Your appearance takes on those hardships. Your body is changed. Your looks are changed. You are aged. When you go through a season like that of hardship and grieving, it is noticeable from your outward appearance. And so when Naomi got back to town, no, people were just all stirring, telling about how she looked so different, how she, you know, is this really Naomi? And she blamed, she said, I have been, you know, God has treated me bitterly. So call me Mara, which means bitter. And she didn't even want to be called Naomi anymore. She wanted to be called a whole different name. And I know when we go through hard seasons that, we can feel like sometimes that we'll never get out of it and we can start to blame God for the hardship. But when you look at the bigger picture of what happened, 
that Ruth, Ruth came and he, God had a plan that was even bigger than what Naomi could see, even bigger than what Ruth could see when she chose to stay with Naomi and tell her that she would be with her through. If anything but death were to take her away from Naomi's side, that she hoped that God would punish her. If anything besides death took her away from Naomi. That is such commitment and that is such love. And if you look at the whole story now, it's so easy to see that God had a plan and that this hardship was intended for a reason. There was a reason for it. And even if Naomi didn't know what it was, God did. And Naomi continued to bless God and say that he is sovereign, which is strong and committed. And he is ever, he's not going to change who he is. He is reliable. He is trustworthy. He is going to be the same. He is going to be there for you. He doesn't lie. He is truth. He is love. And sharing that with her daughter-in-law in what was, you know, just in their time together, the 10 years that she was in Moab, that commitment that Ruth had to be with her mother-in-law and then to take on this treacherous journey to travel back to the land of the Israelites. It just is so beautiful to see that. And I know so many times when we are in our hard seasons, it's so difficult to see the reasons and what we are learning from it or what God is doing to work in us in those seasons. It is so difficult to see it sometimes because we're so stuck in our hardships and we are so distracted by survival mode that it just, it, I know when I'm in those seasons that I am fully committed and praising God and thanking him for what I still have. Thank you, Lord, that I have such a wonderful family. Thank you, Lord, for my amazing husband who loves me and cherishes me. Thank you, Lord, for my children who are precious and kind and loving and giving and generous to our neighbors that are friendly and sweet. And thank you, God, for uh, my neighbors that are forgiving that my children left all of their toys out in the backyard and we didn't clean it up yet. Thank you, Lord, that we have this wonderful house. What are the things that you can think of that you can be thankful for and focus on those positive things in your seasons of hard times? When you start getting yourself in a negative thought pattern of all of the things that you wish you could change, all the things that you wish were different or were better or that just aren't feeling like a win for you as a family, that just feel like you're defeated, what are the things that you can be positive about? Thank you, God, that we had food to keep us alive today. Thank you, God, that we had food that was good and delicious and actually nutritious for our bodies. Thank you, God, for the trees and the rain. You know, what can you be thankful for? Thank you, God, for my dog who forgives me no matter what, right? What are the things that you can think about in your home? And then what can you do to be a blessing to someone else? 
if you are thinking about being a blessing to someone else, it changes your thoughts immediately from yourself. You are thinking about someone else and doing good and serving and loving someone else rather than thinking about what you don't have or what you need or what you wish you had done different or your failures or your sins. Your thoughts are changed when you are looking to be a servant and to help others. And sometimes that's just giving them a bag of clothes that your kids have outgrown. And sometimes that is just picking up the sticks or raking their yard. Or maybe you mow their side of the grass too when you mow the yard. Or maybe you take their trash cans back to the house. Or maybe you, you know, just call them and be friendly. Maybe you buy their coffee for them at the coffee store. You know, what is something that you can do that wouldn't be, you know, that that isn't it's an easy way for you to be a blessing to someone else. There's a dozen easy ways that you can be a blessing to someone today. Someone around you, even if you are in your worst season of life. In your worst season of life, you can still be the light for someone else. There are so many people in this world that have never had the blessings that you have. And your life would be an absolute dream to them. No matter how hard it is in this current season, look for the good. Look for the things that you can do to bless someone else and take the focus off of your, you know, your misery and your wishes and your regrets and your, you know, just ask God for, for forgiveness. If you feel like you've just been so wrong uh, or, you know, that you've been living your life wrong Ask God to forgive you. He's there for you. That is what he wants is just turn your face back to him. Just look to him. He's there waiting for you right there. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to talk any special way. There's no special prayers. You talk to him just like you talk to anybody else. He created you to be able to talk, so he's going to understand you. He understands your heart and your thoughts better than you do. He's just waiting for you to be there or to ask for him or to look for him, to turn back to him. I hope you guys have a great day. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. And if you still have baby clothes sitting around and you have not had a kid in five years, (laughs) those clothes need to be somewhere else. They need to be blessing someone else. And... If you haven't had a kid in five years and you still have anything, baby stuff, it doesn't need to be at your house. Let someone else be using it. When the time comes that you would need it for grandchildren or whatever else, more will come your way, especially if you have been a blessing to others. Others will bless you in return. I love you so much. Make sure you give me a call if you are stuck. If you need some help or some guidance, we've got the Facebook group. You can email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. And if you wanted to book a session, it is the SOSmom.com. You can book a styling session or an organizing session, decluttering. All of that is virtual. We can do that easily for you wherever you are in the world. You just go right on on there and book it. You can pick your date for a consultation or we can go ahead and schedule a session. I'm right there. I'm rooting for you. I'm here for you. If you just need to take a minute and vent, send me an email. 
send me a message in Facebook. I love you so much and I care so much for you. I want the best for you. I'm just, I'm hoping that this podcast was encouraging and that it really inspires you to go and make a difference in the world, wherever you are, whatever you're doing today. All right. I love you. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend. Thanks for listening to this episode of the SOS mom show. I hope that you have been inspired and feel less overwhelmed and able to take on your projects at home after listening to this show. If you want more of the behind the scenes and to connect with me, you can find me in the Facebook group at the SOS Mom Show. That's in Facebook groups. Or email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. I will be there waiting to answer your questions and to help you simplify, organize, and style your home and your life. I am praying for you. I hope you have a blessed day. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?